Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Aaron uh, had said that we should probably get this on uh, um, video because they would like a lot of people. And, and he's, it, we've had a lot of people asking, just so you know, uh, believe. For like a little tour of the Bone Cave? Well, what the, I think that what they would like to do is be able to see when we talk. You know yeah. how like Rogan yeah. does it in his little man cave? Yeah. And people are saying, oh, I thought it was bigger. Um, well, we've <laughs> talked about doing a video, video we, version. Yeah, we could like do a little movo. Yeah, we, we, and probably should look at it because a lot of people have asked. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. welcome to the Bone Cave today. There, we are surrounded by we dead are. animals. <laughs> There's no question about that. <laughs> this is the dead zoo. So to my left, as always, is Bleep. We're uh, ready to roll here today. He's got ready us all to roll. Up. Hi, Bleep. Bradley. And, uh, yeah, Bradley Ray Dana. Okay, hashtag three ninety three. <laughs> Which is appropriate because that giant sucker sits right there. Um, it's a big elk. It's a big elk. Giant. Actually, it's not of course, big elk. It's there's a, a big, it's a big caribou. Almost 400 inch caribou stand in there. It's a big. Yeah, I want to see the a lot of big stuff. Ten foot brown bear on that side battle with this thing over here behind me. Oh yeah, the gosh. bear would win. You think? Oh my God, those <laughs> things. Uh, they're a pair of monsters. W- Look at the claws on those suckers, huh? They're paramount in the environment they live in, which is oh paramount. my word, you top of the saying? food chain. It is amazing. They're they're actually paramount. Paramount food chain. They can crawl down. I mean, when you're hunting them though, and you're seeing looking at them coming over sheer cliffs and climbing down the snow Well, he edited all of our footage, so he's seen oh, those yeah. bears no, no, no. sliding I, I down. I think that was the first one. You you didn't edit that show, though. No, not Sundown no. Brown. No, didn't but you, I saw all the raw didn't video. You, fi- yeah. you, you did mine. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. Yeah, the second well, one. Absolutely, I did. The second show. That was because that bear reared up on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did that but one. They that, thing. That, that, that was in a meadow, and there it wasn't, was. It wasn't much hunting then. They just laid in their cabins until that thing came out. It was a <laughs> you saw. We're talking about the. We're talking about the wilderness hunt that I did with him. When, you yeah, know, before yeah. this bougie. I one. do remember that one yeah. too. When it was bougie. like ninety degrees. <laughs> bougie. That's my kid's name. That's my kid's. Is that's bougie. Bougie. But that Brad likes the bougie hunts. You know what I'm saying? Where are you bougie. going? The bougie hunt. Oh, uh, anyway. When I'm there, they're bougie. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You've been in there twice, so which is awesome. Well, anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. We are happy to have you with us today. I'm Brian Maiman, founder of Rolling Bones uh, Outdoors, and we are ready to roll. Today we're going to talk about, um, I thought I would Sad quote. Day. Yeah, I thought I would quote uh, something. Sad day for you. Um, sad day for all of us. Yeah, it I actually is a sad day. It actually we're is. talking about the Wyoming fecal attraction. Yeah, so we're going to do the ninety ten, the worst yep. article you'll read this year, and I believe the photo was taken by Mike Eastman, and I believe uh, um, Guy wrote this. I, I what I'm on is a uh, um, is the where it showed up on blogeastmans.com. As Brian is looking at his phone right now. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry, and so and uh, I had it up on my iPad earlier too, so it looks like that. And I thought I thought the the article was well wrote or written um i guess depending on if it's past sense or whatever how you want to say that well written <laughs> well written the other yeah. way is just wrong but you do you uh, no yeah i i, I think not, i was not corrected spoke, on well not written spoke very well but well wrote <laughs> well wrote it's well written is what is the right uh voc- uh would it be said right right that'll okay. work if it's more comfortable for you we can make well, an exception well written is the most comfortable but you argued with me on that but you spelled your wrong one time too so i'm uh, you found it that. i did i checked it out i found it in the book that time so but it can't of course anytime a dentist or a doctor is uh, so we're basically with you so anyway we're gonna have this conversation about 90-10, okay, because we need to talk about it. But here's, here's one of the things I, I thought, if you go two paragraphs down, and this is on Eastman's, this is on blog.eastmans.com, okay, um, and the Eastman family have been a great contributor to the outdoor world and the hunting world for a long, long time. But anyway, 
Um, he said, if you're one of the nearly 12,000 non-resident sheep or moose applicants in Wyoming preference point system, this will probably be one of the most infuriating articles you'll read this year. That's how he starts it, right? Um, the second one, uh, the second paragraph is, uh, you know, good, but here's what I thought I really hit home with me. Second, the wildlife inside the borders of the state of Wyoming and any other state for that matter is the sole pro uh, property of the residents of that state, period. The residents of the state of Wyoming, through their governmental representation, have the right and responsibility to regulate as they see fit the full management of the wildlife in its entirety. Some in its entirety. Sometimes that can be a tough pill to swallow for non-resident hunters who are all at the full mercy of the resident state set, uh, uh, of the resident said state, particularly when those non-residents are so heavily invested financially and emotionally into a preference point system, said Brad Dana. Wow. Because yeah. you are heavily invested into that state and emotion, and, and, and financially, emotionally. But the, so 25% of the tags were allotted for non-residents, which was generous. They, they, they have a lot of tags, and they were able to give a lot of tags to non-residents. So here's the deal, though. They've set up a system. And, and they gave you a set of rules, and they changed the rules, not, not in the first quarter. I mean, for a lot of people, it, the game is almost over, and they changed the – they rewrote the whole rule book. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it would be like being married for 20 years and then having your wife change teams on you. Um, Ouch. Well, I mean, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's, so, and I should say this is on the big five. So yep. it's moose, sheep, goat – Grizzly, bear, uh, grizzly and bison. bear, and bison. But, so okay, far. so last week we had Wyoming Outfitters. They stopped by our booth, and they, there was a couple different outfitters that wanted us to book for them. Yeah, you guys were in Iowa. And, and uh, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, man, is uh, Larry Hicks's bill going to go through? You think, oh, I think it is. You know, so everybody's had their own opinion. So apparently this Larry Hicks is powerful enough that he, without his support, it wouldn't have gone through. And... Uh, so yeah, that, that is that is our buddy Brian's buddy. So you know he it, it, it's it's going to really hurt those Wyoming outfitters. And I told I told these guys they they said it wouldn't really affect them much. And I'm like, what do you mean? So well, we don't guide sheep or moose. And I go, dude, you're crazy. They're coming for elk and deer next. I, I, you you got to be like the NRA on this, especially when especially when. One, they have great elk, and they have great yeah. deer. Some of the best deer and elk hunting yep. in, in the country. And they're so heavily weighted uh, with resident hunters. And, and, and they have people moving to the state like crazy who are one of and, – and one of the big things is outdoorsmen move there for a reason. Well, part of my concern – well, what, I, what my argument ab about this has been, I think non-residents the last time i did that thing for hunt the world or whatever that that vlog thing we that we had i did wyoming i think non-residents provide about 82 or 84 percent of the revenue i can't remember what the exact number was but non-resident fees make up the majority of wyoming's budget fishing game budget so why in the world would they want to do this well and it's already getting crazy because, okay, for a, a non-resident sheep tag, I think, uh, w I don't even know. what. Look up and see what a resident Wyoming sheep tag costs. Non-resident costs 2363 bucks or something, okay? You also buy a $150 preference point fee. You also pay a $15 that's a processing fee. Then you get charged. I think I got charged fifty-eight bucks and on then, that. And then they hold the money. They hold the money which, until June. Which I have to tell you, having been in financial services and setting all this up and doing everything we've done here, if if it, it's like I don't understand two things. I don't understand how gas pumps can say if you pay inside, we'll give you a cash discount because it's illegal for merchant services companies to for us to put that on our website. Right. Number two, 
if we know that it's going to be more than a 60-day return policy or 90 days, it's illegal for us to take the money and hold the money that long. Those jokers over they, there. They're going to make their own rules. They, they make their own rules. So they're sitting on millions, tens of millions of dollars yeah. for months and months and months. Well, there's, there's what, eleven, almost 11,000 people last time I looked that well, apply for sheep tags in Wyoming. Here's so, what it said. Wow. The Non-residents. Yeah. 11,000? I think so. Well, it, well th- this number amazing. says here. If I had to guess, the game and fish department is probably in the process of interviewing good defense attorneys. So that's <laughs> $25.75 million. As, as the class action lawsuits are certain to fly. Wow. Okay. The idea of having to refund every non-resident applicant, all 22,000 of them. Yeah, wow. but I, I think there's 10,700 active ones. Or well, I'm something. just telling you yeah, what the yeah. article says. Yeah, okay. but that's still it, millions, it millions of dollars. Twenty-five million bucks. Yeah, and they're and sitting on that and earning interest for how many months? Six yeah, months? Five, six months? Because oh, I don't think geez. we want to speculate what the number is when he's telling me the. I mean, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He so twenty-two thousand of them. Their preference point fees for the past twenty-six years would surely push the department to the point of um, insolvency. A bill of more than fifty million could be on the line. Well, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. So where is he coming up wow. with those numbers at? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what what his I don't know what his deal so, is. So if did you're you talk- read this article? I did. Yeah, I did. But I, I'm just looking at. I remember there was ten thousand seven hundred people that had, I, I was thinking that applied. You know, I don't have my my sheets. I don't have my logbook yeah. for Wyoming in here. But that accounts for what seventy? You say seventy five percent of the income? I thought it was. I thought it was more than like more 80%. than three quarter. Wow. Of non-residents. Now, okay, so here's my next. So what I told some of our Wyoming outfitters last year, what they need to do then is they should take and charge residents 2336 bucks for a bighorn sheep tag. That would fix a lot of their budget problems then if they flipped that around, but they're not going to do that. I mean, it's probably, let's look, Wyoming. Well, here's what it says. With around 11,000 point holders in the system for both moose and sheep and a newly reduced non-resident tag allocation of 18 sheep tags, down from 44 tags and 36 moose tags and 72 tags, there will oh, there will not even be enough uh, resources to fulfill the demand. Using those numbers, it would take 651 years to fulfill every sheep. Oh, that's nice. In the 315 and 315 years for every moose applicant in the system to get drawn, as you can as you can easily see, the system will collapse under its own weight as it now stands. If the state does not change the preference point system, there will be a very very few, if any, tags available in the random draw, effectively reducing your chances of drawing a sheep or moose tag in Wyoming to zero unless you have more than 20 preference points. Well, a non-resident <laughs> sheep tag, I was wrong. It's not 2336, it's 2318. A Wyoming not a Wyoming resident sheep tag is 152 bucks. So that's how big of a subsidy non-residents pay. Yep. So we've got we've got thousands of people that are applying for these tags and they've been applying. Now, the Wyoming sheep tag is 152 bucks. The non-resident Preference point is 150 bucks. Hmm. Well, here's how why outfitters should be lobbying like hell right now. If, as if this were not bad enough news, it could potentially get much, much worse for non-resident hunters in Wyoming. The WWTF, not WW, <laughs> not WTF, but the WWTF, the Wyoming Wildlife Task Force set up by the commission and the governor, of which I know a few of the members personally, is apparently working out a potential compromise for a 90-10 allocation for deer and elk and antelope as well. This, so, so to what to what you said before you knew you got to be the NRA. Be it, this yeah. process, I'm a lifetime member yeah. of the NRA. There's it, a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's in its infancy stages. Has a long, long way to go yet, but it's where they want to go. Yeah, and yeah. that we we mentioned this in one of our e news about uh, three weeks or about a month and a half ago, actually. Right when it was coming down, when it was yeah. just when formulating. It was percolating. This yeah. is this is not the last step. No, no. Yeah. And so, playing devil's advocate, I'm gonna I'm gonna just 
do this. So from what I'm hearing, why on earth? And I'm, I'm sure there's people listening to this asking the same question. Why on earth would they do this? They're, they're because, okay, so let's say I think, uh, let's say Wyoming non-residents get 50 sheep tags. Okay, it takes 20 to 30 years to draw a sheep tag, right? Right. So if they got 50 more sheep tags for the Wyoming residents, it makes perfect sense. I totally get it why they want them um then then it it adds to the resident allocation which that's it's always you know you got to look out for your best interest now sure. flip side of yeah. that is south dakota doesn't allow non-residents to apply for uptakes they say our pop you know we have but they too, never have either we have too large of a demand my argument is that sucks i i've shot a bunch of elk and i yeah. love elk hunting yeah. You can't be an elk hunter and just stay within the confines of your state if you're from South Dakota. Because I've gotten five tags, I think, in my life. Yeah. Well, if you want to be an elk, ta- an elk hunter here, you have to rely on other states to allow you to do that. But if they added here, I'm going to play devil's advocate to that. Right. Having been a resident now for almost 16 years and having all the points I have, um, and I still have very little to no chance – eight to nine percent chance of drawing an elk tag and now we're going to open this up for non-residents as small as a herd as we have we literally have 83 miles uh um, north to south by 47 miles east to west range where elk live predominantly where the biggest herds live now we got some you know uh smaller herds outside of them but then you want to open that up brad is that what you're saying i'm saying it's not fair well, would you keep the allocation the same and just divide it differently? Purport, I mean, percentage-wise. I think I I think in fairness, Wyoming residents, Montana residents. So you agree with this bill? No, I think they should be allowed to come in and hunt our elk too, because I, I that's my thought. I've always thought that was unfair that non-residents couldn't hunt South Dakota elk. I think it's horribly, horribly unfair that you cannot, as a non-resident. If you had land East River, South Dakota, and you move out, you, you, uh, you've grown up in Eastern South Dakota. You can't come hunt Eastern South Dakota deer. Yeah, I can. I can draw for it. No, you can't. There's no non-resident draw. I think I th- there's oh, a non-resident. There's a bunch non-resident. He's, he's, he's asking why they would do it. Yeah. It's a bunch of protect your own. It's not in my backyard type deal. Well, it's obviously so, a bunch of residents protecting their interests of hunting themselves, and they want bigger tag allocations. I get mm-hmm. that. But here's the, here's the problem. Fiscally, if you're an outfitter, what does this do for you? Number one, that would be a question. Number two, okay, the, the government alone has an $80 million budget, and over 60, 60% of that revenue comes from hunting and fishing. You're crushing that. You're, you're creating a house of cards here. That you, that that's going to be hard to support long right. term. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just baffling to me. I mean, because you you better apply for moose this year. And I've hope, already applied for. Okay, moose is my example. I hope did you twenty three years. I've got twenty three years of preference in Wyoming. In Wyoming. And how many points? Twenty three. Twenty three. I'm sorry. I have twenty three points. That. Yep. So I think that max points twenty six, twenty seven. But the group ahead of me are either applying in, you know, uh, one unit. Most of them aren't even applying. Yeah. So most of those people, you know, I can't remember. There's 180 people ahead of me. They've traditionally given out 50-ish tag, you know, rough numbers. It changes a little bit. But say they give out 50 tags. Well, that cleans, cleans that pot up in three, four years ahead of me. Right. Well, my group's a big group. I think there's 180 in my group, something like that, whatever it is. Well, now, yeah. and it depends on how they allocate that. But so it, Wyoming yeah. could, Wyoming's done some Fenorky stuff. They, they used to do Unit 37. Unit 37 is a general elk tag. So pe- Wyoming residents can go to Common Sense, buy a tag, and they're yeah. hunting. They have to wait until the 15th to archery elk hunt, then they have to buy an archery stamp. So they used to do 100 archery-only type 9 tags in Unit 37. Okay. Well, they never sold those because you'd have to almost make a mistake or you wanted to hunt the first week and that was the only opportunity. It made no sense. I'm sure they did it because they knew that they could sell those 
yeah. all those 97 leftover elk tags because those were leftover. That's why, right. I, that, that's why I hunted every year in yep. Wyoming. Just going to leftovers. It was my leftover pile. I, okay, I didn't draw any of these, so the group of us would go to Wyoming, grab a 37. To, uh, they're, they're making money both, left, both ways. Yeah, so then, and that fit in their quota. Mm-hmm. Those were resident tags yep. that nobody wanted because they were a non-desirable tag because if you're a resident, you buy the general tag, you can hunt all general yeah. units. So you can buy an archery tag. You don't fill it at the end of September. You go back on October 15th with your rifle. There you go. So so, so you're saying 50, 50 tags, 50 moose. So, so say they had 50 moose tags. And under the new, but, but how long would it take for that group ahead of you to be gone then? At well, that rate, at that well, rate. The, I mean, the, at the there's present There's roughly rates. 50 moose tags now. I think there's more than 50. There might be, I, I can't remember the okay. exact number, but. Well, it would still but, take three to five. The problem well, was, yeah, is yeah, yeah, creep, but now there's a creep. And now it's going to be. It'll be what? If they well, give out five. Well, 50%, here's the problem. 50 to 60% harder now than it was before. And, and even with 23 years, you still only had a 30% chance. Last year, yeah. Does so, that make sense? But, but see, here's oh, yeah, the you're about 35 years away. <laughs> right. So now, right. So now his draw odds just went down by uh, – he had a 30% before, so reduction of 55% of 30. So let, what would that – Yeah, historically, would, the unit I you're applied in this 11 year. 11 to 12%. And, yeah. I, and I hemmed and hawed. You know, yep. I've, uh, 23 years I've been putting in for moose. I wanted to – I wouldn't mind shooting one and done. On, yeah. the, on the Shiras, because yeah. it's it's yeah. it's not super exciting to me. I've yeah. shot Alaska moose. I've shot but Canada hey, moose. You know, so is still a moose. It's a still a moose. I wanted a big Shiras. Yeah, so it's, I wanted it's a whole different thing. I wanted there. to go to the best opportunity yeah, to get sh- the biggest moose, right? Yeah, but shooting Alaska moose or Canada moose, it, it, it has nothing to do with this moose. You right. know what I'm saying? Th- this moose is a – this is a Rocky Mountain, yeah, lower specific, 48. Yeah, like it, Utah, it, it's all that. It's as big whole, a trophy yeah. as anything. Yeah. Does that make sense? It has nothing to do with you've killed a hundred of them. If that's the species you want to go because of where it lives and how it breathes and what what it's functioning as, it his well, it'll be interesting to see how they do it because if they say they're going to cut it down to this, are they going to make the rule that you have to have ten tags in that unit to get one tag, or are they going to lump them all together? Because if they if they put it unit wide, so say you have nine tags. Well, the non-residents wouldn't even qualify for one. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, this is – I can't I, – I, I think there's probably going to be some figuring yeah. out that they have to do. Yeah, I would imagine. But th- if you do it that way, okay, look at Unit 2 for sheep in Wyoming. Five, I think there's five non-resident tags. There will be no non-resident tags if you do it that way, right? If right. You, okay, if you say yeah. you got to have 10 tags in the unit or else there's not one, or I would assume they're going to go off the total number – but hey, as long as you're ready to stiff it, stiff stiff the group so, that doesn't live so there. So basically, after all these years, and how much does that cost? Hundred fifty. Well, in the last two years, it's been stupid because they they charge you two and a half percent on your credit card. So that's fifty eight bucks. They do a fifteen dollar processing fee or whatever. So you're at sixty three, seventy three bucks just for that, and then you buy a hundred fifty dollar tag. So you're over two. 210 215 to two and a quarter bucks, basically 225 just yeah. that you're throwing away every well for <laughs> and, and now so yeah I'm, I'm irritated by this and i and i feel bad so there so so you invested you know hunter brad like yourself would would have thought of it like okay i'm willing to invest this the whole time you know I, i'm i'm putting i'm spending a couple of grand at least maybe four or five grand over a period of time for the opportunity to do this right. and now i'm almost there Yep. And then they change the rule. They move the goalpost. Right. Yeah. So if, basically, yeah. So, yeah. so you're basically thinking, okay, what recourse have I got? Well, it's just, I'm, what about all the people? There's lots and lots of people who have 20 points. That group's way bigger than my group, right? Yeah. Um, Wyoming it's, had a neat system. They've always had a neat system. They gave quite a bit of tags. They, they're small enough state, they, they can't fund their whole, I mean, I mean, they basically can't fund themselves because they're such a small state, right? And, and the Wyoming residents, they want to pay $152 for a sheep tag. They don't want to pay $2,318 for a sheep tag. The Danger don't want to pay $150 for a bonus point or a preference point every year. Yeah. So they, they would give 75% of the tags to the preference point max point holders. That was pretty neat, so you could kind of schedule it. And then they did 25% of the tags as a random draw. 
Well, that okay. I'm gonna give you my. I'm gonna put my money in for the tag because I got a chance to draw on that random tag. You know, it's not just all based on preference point. But now they won't be able to sustain this. There's no way. I can't imagine if you had ten preference points, you're gonna keep throwing out no, two hundred no two hundred plus that. dollars a year. No way. No way. All of those people are going to disappear. You're going to have basically from 20 to 26 or whatever the max points are. Yeah. Those are that. Those are going to be the only people. Are they going to eliminate yeah. all that? Ju- the the 9,500 people that have applied. I I don't know. Yep. So that goes back That's to the point. What they just did. You were made. You say it can't sustain itself like what you were reading out of Eastman's. Oh yeah, it, it, well they're saying that the house of cards is going to collapse because of fiscal. I'm saying that it can't sustain itself simply because you're going to fiscally, right? But ultimately, people are going to go somewhere else. Now what, their their uh, argument is on another argue uh, on another article. The argument is well, other Western states have already done this. Okay, um, there's Utah, Nevada. You know they're saying they've already done this. Okay. Well, um, maybe so. So my question is, is what does this do for the outfitters there, number That's, one? That was what I was just going to say. Number you two, mentioned that. what does it do to the cost and the pricing of governor's tags, not just in their state, but in all these states? Because now people, you know, there, there's a lot of these guys that want to shoot a, a Shiras moose because it's, it's, it's not a Canadian moose, you know. It's a, it's a Rocky Mountain moose. It's a species of the great western landscape of the united states and that's all you can kill here so you know what does it do for price um i just it it's uh wyoming has um a great organization for guiding outfitters and uh um pretty strong one and i can't believe that they couldn't get together well the, now, i was apparently that, the know, ones let me finish okay i was told that this was <laughs> i was <laughs> i was told this was sponsored by an outfitter who doesn't guide for sheep and moose mm-hmm. and mountain goats. So there That's you go. That's what I was just going to say. So there, yeah, there's a plot twist. Be coming for him too. The, well, I mean, I wouldn't be too happy had to have a constituent, even if he was a competitor of mine, that sponsors a bill that does this to me. Wyoming's an amazing state when it comes to this. I mean, hunting is, you know, it, it, it's crazy. But what does this do for all of? I, I mean, I just it's mind-boggling to some degree that they would do this after this many years with all these people and the the money machine that this is for them to just turn it off. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was asking. I mean, why? what's the motivation for that? Because everybody else is doing it? We're no, doing no, no. It? The motivation is so that the residents I, get I, yeah, more tax. I, know, and I, I mean, that's, I, I that's what I get that, is. but isn't it always like, you know, it's the money that's really that matters at the end of the day? Well, you would think um, – it, it, it in in okay so if the motivation is to get the resident more tags all right um so this increases their tags by how much yeah so say the say that we'll say the residents of wyoming get another 25 30 tags it still doesn't change they're gonna their odds th- their they, odds they need, change how they much? need 19 and a half years instead of 20 right so their odds change relative to scale i would think not that much to, to for the amount of money they walk away from. I'm clearly worked up about this a little. So, you know what? And I, sh- and so I shouldn't. It's you, just like well, college. It's just be. not you have, fair. You have 23 years and tens of thousands of dollars that you've invested in this. So does either of you know what the status of this is right now? The it 9010? It passed. Oh, passed. It's already done. It's a done deal. Wednesday morning. It's already done. Yeah. Yeah. And as we're recording this, it's the middle of March pretty much. So if you're listening to this later on, it's well after the fact. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Uh, so I'm I, I'm on I'm on another one, and these these guys are firing articles all over now. So a landowner can only receive two licenses per species, and it's the same whether you own 160 acres or 100,000. If a 90/10 licensing concept were to um, ever be instituted by the legislature for all of this, um, we would surely have to overhaul the increasing. Uh, significantly landowner big game licenses so you know now what's it do for property hunting property values in the state of wyoming 
For sure. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The, the, this is not a little thing. This is a big thing. I can't believe the go- – you know, but the governor is for the people. Yes. And so and he, you know what? Good for him. He stood up for his constituents, right? Yeah, he obviously had – But um, what are the long-term effects? What does this look like in well, five I years? I mean, can we can we look to well, Nevada and find out? Well, they're like, going like to have to – they have to totally redo their whole system now because – 20 where do you stay in at 22 years 23 years where's the number that you stay in at and then you've i don't know but they're gonna have to do like in south dakota south dakota's in in a similar situation so we have we have way more people who want to get an elk tag than have elk tags sheep tag mountain goat tag right whatever it's tag. been like that forever for but it's just it's exponentially getting worse well, now there's a 10-year pool. So once you get to the 10-year pool on these, half of the half of the available tags go to that pool. Well, now that's not even clean in that pool up. Point creep is just getting so bad. So now they cube the points. And and they call it a bon- a preference point, but it's a bonus point here because you don't you don't ever you're not ever guaranteed a tag. Uh-uh. So they they just apparently didn't know how to name it or whatever they did. Yeah. You know, didn't we have this conversation the other day, Brad, we were talking about how, you know, how many countries in the world where you can actually hunt on public land? And there's not that many. You'd be surprised (laughs) to find out. And the United States and and, uh, Canada probably are two out of a handful. But but here's the reality. Um, Russia, Mongolia, all of Asia. What does this do for that business? For us, for us, um, we were going to Russia this year, um, and now we're going to do a podcast on Russia too. Yeah, 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 definitely do. We'll we'll do a podcast, and and having been to Russia, it's like going back to 1985, you know. Yeah. And we wrote that in this uh, this uh, No Boundaries newspaper this last time. Right, we did. We did an article on that. But but the fact of the matter is, this has this has a ripple effect. What about fishing licenses? Okay, um, it, it's going to significantly tip those because a lot of these guys come out here and go, hey, listen, I'll do two days of fly fishing. I'll do, you know, I'm going to go into Yellowstone. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What about hotels, restaurants, um, the uh, just the entire, uh, you know, landscape of people coming out here to go hunting? This is big, man. So, so again, like, what does this look like in five or ten years? I mean, who's going to be able to come from anywhere other than Wyoming? And, I mean, like I said, you know, what's happened in Nevada, what's happened in Utah, these other states, you know, that you referenced earlier that have done this sort of thing. Landowner tags are outrageously expensive, right? Okay, outrageously. So that's one thing. You know what this is doing? This is just the beginning of a domino effect that every state's going to follow up with. And that was going to be my next point because I was mentioning Montana earlier. Yeah, they're going to just keep pushing out the average guy from hunting. The, the uh, Joe Lunchbox or whatever that was, uh, um, mm-hmm. the Joe Lunchbox guys, he's not going to be able to afford to go hunting. You know, look, look, look what Montana's already done, you know. And uh, last year they were going to try something like this too. And and uh, the uh, um, the uh, PETA and all these people lobbied and said, no, this the, you know, if you do an outfitter tag, the public land hunter is going to get screwed more than ever in Montana. So that bill didn't pass. And uh, um, and the outfitters didn't get any tags. Well, that wouldn't have done nothing hardly at all for the uh, um, the guys that have uh, that would have been private land that these outfitters are leasing to go hunting. And uh, anyway, and that tipped everything over because now it was over. It was over uh, um, applied for. It was just Montana got tipped off of its uh, axis last year. So I, they did. And I, and I got a question though. So last couple of weeks, I've been doing a little bit of research on statistics uh, with how many people are actually hunting every year. Okay, comparing it to, uh, I think, 1995, went back to 1990, looked at 2010, 2015, 2020. Um, It does tend to fluctuate a little bit, but the most recent trends are that there were fewer people hunting overall in the United States today than there have been in the past. Now, most of the decline came from two areas. One was the northeast part of the United States, and the other was the Rocky Mountain states. So well, that's that's how, interesting because I have reports that say that hunting and fishing, the, the amount of being spent on it is through the roof. The money being spent is a different idea, and that's exactly right. But the actual number of people hunting 
in in those two regions, the the people that live there, there was fewer of them, which made when when we talked to Dylan um, Hyde in the last uh, episode of the podcast or that earlier episode of the podcast, yep. um, he's kind of an odd odd duck because he's a young kid that didn't grow up in a hunting family that found his way into hunting and lives in Wyoming and absolutely fell in love with the sport and represents that next generation. And we talk a lot about that in the latest No Boundaries broadsheet newspaper that's probably hit the mailboxes by now. But we talked a lot about passing that on to the next generation so that that those numbers don't continue to decline. So my question is this, if there's fewer, if, if the statistics, you know, NWF and whoever you look at, the, the statistics are lower, then why is the demand going through the roof? Yeah, I suppose some of it's just, just like this, though. I mean, this, you know, we, we help you apply. We, we build your strategies. We, okay, how, how are you going to hunt? Well, it's you know? where the demand's coming from, isn't it? Like more people coming from Pennsylvania, maybe Absolutely, Indiana, yeah. they, Iowa. They, 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 they want to get out and travel, okay? They want to go experience other things. They don't want to just hunt their 40 acres anymore. And, and, and we're, we're, we're a great example of a company that's born to help them mitigate the risks of losing time money and their energies by being yeah. put in the wrong place so this this is our business but if you can effectively manage your herd if it's elk or the big five whatever i'm, I'm sorry if it's uh, moose or whatever it is in the big five if you can effectively manage your herd in wyoming okay and you you look at this, the data and it says the demand from out of the state is increasing why would you want to cut that if you again if you can manage the herd well bleep here's part of the problem there's been this little introduction of wolves that happened in the 90s. <laughs> okay. So that, that wrecked. Yeah, we've been covering that, that too. Wham. Okay, so that there used to be, it, I, I wouldn't even be in the pool right now. I'd have, I would have drawn out yeah. on moose 10 years ago, right? Because they had a lot of moose tags. And those that population just plummeted. Elk plummeted. You yeah. know, like Montana, they used to have 2,300 tags for the gardener late season herd or something. Yep, around not Yellowstone. E yeah. Not even a season anymore. It's gone. Okay, I have some numbers for okay. you guys. WGFD.WYO.gov. Okay, for all you listening, WGFD.WYO.gov. Okay. And here it is, licensing revenue. And this is updated September 2020, so it's the last one they've updated, okay? Um, this includes hunting and fishing licenses, sales, um, conservation stamps fees, preference points, boat registration fees, and the super tag program. Ready for this? $56,363,841. Federal aid. Nineteen million four hundred dollars, four hundred thousand grants, six million four hundred thousand interest generated from commission accounts. I presume, right? <laughs> That's at twenty-five million dollars. That's exactly right. Are Kidding. you ready? This is not a little number. Are you ready for this? Two million seven hundred thousand dollars. They're walking away from these Boom. damn guys Boom. that wanted these a little bit more hunting, so they could give up. They're giving up a ship ton. Of freaking yeah. money. This yeah. this could be the epicest, stupidest thing ever. Now listen to this. The revenue generated from commissioned-owned properties, magazine publications, access yes, uh, um, yes donations, and other miscellaneous items, 3700000 for a total of 88563000 Now it gets better. If we go down here, they got it broke down. Antelope pronghorn, non-resident, $6,658,986. Guess how much residents was. Still Guess how much residence was? How much? 916,000. Yeah. I was going to say a lot less than that. <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> Big orange sheep, 100 grand, 99,760. Guess what residents were? 19,000. Yeah. Okay. 19K versus 100K. <laughs> okay. okay 100,000. Black bear, they got more from their residence sales. Okay. But here's the staggering one if they do this deer, 8,062,000 residents. One million nine hundred and forty-nine thousand. Eight times. Eight times. Now listen to this one: elk, eight million two hundred ninety-five thousand, and from the residents, two million eight hundred. So there again, uh, you know, eight times. And then Four. fishing, fishing non-resident. This is what I was saying. This is going to kick them across the board. I'm, I'm in that category. Yeah, five million three hundred seventeen thousand residents, two million. 
So it's 2.5 times on that. And then it just goes down here. You well, know. They, they've just every decision they've made in the last two years has been bad for oh for people. I mean, okay, go ahead. Okay, I just this is the last one, and then you take over from here because I know you're emotionally charged about this, Brad. You should be. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. Preference points. Any idea? Drum roll. <laughs> well, the non-residents have to be less than what. 15, 20,000 because they don't have any. They've got. No, no, no. 100, 101,000. 100,000. Non residents. Yep. No, no, no. Residents. Residents. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, residents. Yeah. yeah. Listen to this one. Drum roll. 12 million 91,618 bucks. So listen, they're going to give up 14 and a half million because it's 2 million on interest. Where's that coming from? $43,539,085. All this is in total for non-residents down from 9,599,000 residents. That's a five times. <laughs> so what's the gross? The gross is 53 million, 43 million, 593,085 bucks. So, and what's the non-residents out of that? Nine. nine. nine oh, I'm sorry. No, the gross, the total gross is 56 million, 363,841 bucks. Okay. What's the non, what are the non-resident and the non-resident are, $43,593,085 of that. So it's 87%. Oh, 77%. Yeah, right, right about there. Right, right. Seventy-five, eighty percent. I was now, say and does that that counts the interest off of the preference points? No, and no, stuff? no, 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 no. That's no, not no, in there no, either. No, no, no. So that's, that's two million. Two million, and that's all because residents only apply for. Their, their applications are late. No, they, this is just yeah. current license. Yeah, so they don't, they, they're not putting, yeah. Yeah, that's no interest. That's no none of that. Yeah, so that's going to push that up over 80%, 80% of Wyoming's fishing. Yeah. So here's the other so, problem. So all these people, like companies like us, there's a couple of companies that do all this. Well, that's most of the clients that I that I help out, they're not sitting up here where they're going to stay in the game. It's like, nope, I'm done. I'll be, I'll be done with Wyoming. Right, um, Wyoming is going to probably have to. The next thing they'll do is they're going to have you. They're going to sell you a license. Here, here it says they'll right sell here. you a hunting license. Yeah, exactly. Now you're going to have to buy a hunting license even to apply. Yeah, that that has to be where they go. That's that has to be because they have to grab every dollar they can now. So the majority of the revenue, seventy-five point seven million or eighty-five percent, comes from hunters, anglers, and recreational shooters and boaters. Right. Okay. Of the $56.3 million that comes from the licensing revenue, approximately 77% to your number comes from the non-residents. So to that point, so today I was talking to a <laughs> bunch of people from New Mexico. Most of the people that I talked to today, no, nah, let's not even apply. So New Mexico is a, a state that it's easy to not apply in as a non-resident. That's what it's going to be now. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's never a year that I don't apply. How many years do you not apply in Wyoming? Well, that's going to change. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is, th that's okay with them. So here's what they figure the numbers brought into the state are non resident, um, uh, non guided non resident, 33921 guided non resident, $10,523. Or, I'm sorry, people, and resident are 74000 So they're turning away by dropping this down to 90 so they had a roughly 40 uh 44,000 people 44,400 people come in from non-residents before um and it's interesting because uh and they figured the average spending was what they say here the the macroeconomics of this yeah not even uh, not even hotels, related to ho yeah. yeah hotels yeah. going Restaurants, to going to a ribbon shop house shops. yeah going to the sportsman's <laughs> lure just uh, I mean, all that everything. stuff, it's just dead. Yeah, it's just going to absolutely kick it. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, what are they going to do? They're going to have outfitters licenses now? Are they going to have, yeah, yeah, like the land. So they basically yeah. replaced the non-resident hunter with the wolf. Well, okay, look Actually, at that's a really good Look at Colorado. <laughs> Colorado's introducing wolves. Right. Okay. But right they've now, also talking about wolf hunting now. Well, who, who cares? Once which turn those little raggedy things loose, you mean 
that that's just another yeah, opportunity no, to sell a license because yeah, you're I not going to affect the population hard. Well, boy, I tell you what, there's articles blowing up everywhere here. The big game hunting in Wyoming, a $300 million industry. Uh, so begins reports Commissioner of Wyoming Outfitters and others which an, uh, analyzed just how much money was put into the state's economy uh, by the more than 119,000 people who hunted big game uh, here uh so 303.5 to the state's economy and supports 3,100 jobs. You take the, can you take the rest of this podcast? I'm going to sit here and chill. <laughs> cool <laughs> off a little bit. No, well, so I'm just, so I'm I, woke up, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about this. I was so frustrated, you know. So what are, you know, specifically you guys hunt Wyoming all the time. How, you know, but, and mule deer, I mean, that's so far not affected. I elk. bet. But what, what does, how does this, I mean, you were just there this last year. Hunt I mean, there almost you, every you, year. Yeah. I, well, I live five miles from. I'm, yeah. Well, here's the reality. Yeah, I could, so be, I could easily be a Wyoming resident if I wanted to. Certainly, I'm going to draw my moose tag. I'll. I'll burn my points. You know, I, I haven't done anything with antelope or deer. You, I mean, might, not did with you the, might not with draw your horn. moose tag now, brother. No, no. Well, who knows? If when you I got don't, the sheep. I got the sheep. I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy I got that one. Um, you know, just so everybody knows, we live uh, Spearfish, the western edge of Spearfish. Uh, this, this, what we would call the valley here is, uh, well. About we, less we, than eight miles from yeah, the Wyoming border. Yeah, we bump up to Wyoming. You, 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 as a crow flies, you're 2.1 miles yeah. on the other side of Crow Peak. Yeah. Um, I'm three miles yeah. um, as the crow flies. So, you know, we are right here. Yeah, and, my brother-in-law uh, lives on the Wyoming side of the border so he can have the licenses. That was yeah. important to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, how does it change which, uh, what you're going to do the next well, I, I think some other states are going to probably be changing. I would guess that it's once these wolves get running rampant in Colorado, I would guess right now Colorado is a great deal because a non-resident can go there and hunt. Right. They can buy a tag. Yep. Um, you know, that I would assume that comes. I think we're going to get back into, I think international hunting will be more and more important. I wondered about that. I, I can't well, that, imagine That's why it I doesn't. say Asia, because you talk about public land, that's all public land over there. You know, you talk about Russia, Asia, um, all, all, I mean, the, uh, Spain. So here, here's, here's an interesting uh, stat. Out-of-state hunters who hired a guide had the largest economic impact. About $7,325 per person. Southwick Associations found unguided non-residents, meanwhile, contributed $1,372 per person. Less than average resident hunters, according to the report. Unsurprisingly, the main reason that guided big game hunters have a greater impact is because they're spending money on that guide. The average out-of-stater spent an average of $3,623 for a guide, Southwick, uh, uh, Southwick Associations. So this was a, uh, you know, an analysis that this company did. So um, these are all over on the web right now. You can read them. Holy smokes. Hmm. Brad, yeah. I feel bad for you, brother, and not just you. I well, feel bad all for the people, all the people yeah. listening right now yeah. that have had 15, 20, because I'll tell you, I have my, my most, I think I have eight or nine on elk, okay? Well, I was below the curve anyway. You know what I'm saying? I was pedaling my bike as fast as I could to catch up, and so maybe they'll get it changed by the time I even am a max point holder for elk and deer, Right. but I, I don't even put in for, but I will tell you this, um, now it's just good-ass luck, period. So um, me being in the draw with hardly no points is uh, um. <laughs> yeah you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to start selling a hunting license so everybody's gonna have to buy a hundred dollar hunting license to even apply I would guess that's where it's going I would guess they're gonna change I'll apply their, every year for sheep now I would it equal the playing field for me. I would guess that they're gonna go from preference point to bonus point now they're gonna do some sort of a squared mechanism maybe they'll cube it maybe they'll I don't know I mean. You know, but it's just getting to be a game, you know. I mean, I've got I've got the longevity point in Arizona. I've got the hunt safe course in Arizona. I just, just it's a silly game. You got to figure out all these loopholes. It's like well, and it's not getting any better back east. Iowa's harder to draw, and Florida's coming up with draws. You know, um, all these states are having more and more regulatory requirements as hunting as hunting is becoming more popular. You know, it's it's obviously we would like to. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's just the fact that it's harder to maneuver around hunting 
out of state than it ever has been before. And so my shameless plug today is rollingbones.com, $150. <laughs> we apply in all there 50 states. And we will. We got Sophie and Mary and Kelly and Lindley and Brad. and You have to have an E at the end of that name, yeah, basically. Basically, <laughs> or a Y. Um, yeah. We got to get it. But here at the but really literally, um, yeah we. Uh, but it, but it also creates more of a responsibility to keep up with all of this because oh, you know, it's changing quickly. I mean, Wyoming was a complicated system anyway. Special tag, regular tag, random draw, preference yeah. point draw, and type nine tag, plug. type four another tag. Shameless type plug: yeah. We got a dashboard that you can have all of this on one location. You can see every state where your points are, what you have. What's going on? What we've applied for? So yeah. we we make it easier to maneuver around, and, I, and it's and getting I, harder and harder. And I think it all comes down to knowing where your opportunity is, and and so having somebody able to tell you this is where your best opportunity is, no matter what the state, if there's species you want or whatever it is, here's your best opportunity. I think that's valuable. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And that's that's ultimately, you know, what else it does? It it, it makes uh, uh, states like Texas. And it makes provinces like uh, um, British Columbia and the Northwest Territories and the Yukon and Alaska super attractive. Yeah. And, and, and you know what else it makes? It makes uh, um, our, uh, what do you call it? You, you've coined it and I can't find it and I'm looking for it. The help. The help. Hunter program. Expedition Layaway Plan. The Hunter Expedition Layaway. It's going to make that a big deal. Yeah. Um, because people yeah. now can go, listen, you know what? I'll probably never get any points. Why don't I start putting, you know, a hundred bucks a month away, $200 a month away. And why don't I pick my hunt now, get it secured for, Hey, listen, I'm working with Kelly right now. I'm booking a hunt. Get this me personally, seven years from right now. Wow. <laughs> seven years out. Seven years yeah. out. I'm putting money down for a hunt seven years out because that's how hard it is to get what I want to get and to have what I want to have. And they're but maybe no, no. I'm sorry. Twenty twenty seven. Uh, five years out. I'm sorry. It's five years out. Yeah. I, I You're booking twenty seven. I'm, I'm booking in two thousand twenty seven. That's where the seven comes from. Two thousand twenty seven. Yeah. But here, you, know what, you wow. know what the nice thing about that is? Yeah. You you know you can go there. I know I'm going to have enough points in yep. two thousand twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The yeah. hell the hell with Wyoming. But you know, between now and then, you'll you'll be hunting too. Yeah, between now and that hunt. So we should we move across the border, sell our houses? Here? No, <laughs> because we can get a lot of money for our houses right now. Oh my gosh! And, and I could be a Sundance residence. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no. Here's the. But here, then you I have get, to pay state. You get one deer tag. You get one elk tag. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't even say the rest of that. Don't finish that because I don't need anybody else moving to South Dakota. No, I'm t I'm saying about if, Wyoming. If you lived in Beulah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you get a general elk tag every year, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's easy enough. You want to elk hunt, there's a way to elk hunt every year if you want to. That's my point. I mean, that's exactly where I was going it, with that. When I, yeah, when I, sure. when elk hunting was my main priority, I had a strategy. I had at least one elk tag every year, and you can still do that, but Wyoming is going to become less and less important in that. Yep. Well, yeah. if, if they go to this ninety ten for elk and deer, first of all, I can't imagine the uh, the outfitters. I mean, it's going to kill them. It's going to cut them in half. I know that's the part that that's that's the that's the worst part of it. Yep. Yeah. It really well, well, not maybe well, not the worst, but I mean, it's yeah. a really bad. It's, part it, of it. That's a bad thing. Um, that's a bad thing that the outfitters get dinged like that. But the outfitters have been pretty protected. You know, they got that stupid wilderness rule. I mean, that's just stupid. That's a stupid rule. <laughs> now that we're being honest today. <laughs> just call it like you see it yeah, actually can i, I mean tell why you not right see so so he thinks that's a stupid rule and he thinks it's unfair that everybody shouldn't be able to apply in uh, um in south dakota but from my perspective i don't think it's a stupid rule because every guy with 40 acres and a bow from iowa illinois and minnesota thinks they can come out here and go up in there and kill an elk and i think it's a pretty good rule that because those guys have no business i'm gonna bring my horses out here you're talking well, about a diy yeah, guy yeah well that's that's what it's preventing I yeah know. but you you, can, you can go yeah. you can go hunt in cloud peak wilderness or you can go fishing cloud peak wilderness you can go camping all summer in cloud peak wilderness you can go hiking in cloud peak you can go to bomber mountain yeah you can do all of that stuff 
As soon as you buy yeah. a, a buy a hunting license, then you're too big of an idiot to go in there. What, what's up with that? Well, don't you think it's because there's a little different uh, gear necessary? These guys are bringing in wall tents, all mm, that. No, that's protecting the outfitters. That's 100 percent what it is, which is fine. I mean, that's their deal. I, okay. I get it. But you know, you start pooping on people too many times, pretty soon you're going to feel like you don't like the smell of it. <laughs> right. What did that even mean? I don't know, even know if I understand that. Well, why? Um, you're well, pretty soon you don't even know. Wyoming, you're going to like the that. smell of it. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my God. What is Brian Martin here today? Um, the, the, so, I, so yeah, for boom, years I hunted. I hunted around open. the yeah, wilderness exactly. area. <laughs> I, I would hunt the wilderness. I would hunt around the wilderness area. Couldn't couldn't hike in. Or can't, couldn't hunt in the wilderness area. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but. <laughs> The outfitters were from Pennsylvania. You know something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's just yeah. anyway. It's yeah. just there. There's enough after accumulation of accumulation of accumulation of events that they're going to lose some people. Here's the deal. At the oh. end of the day, it's too bad what's happened, and I feel terrible for everybody that's listening to this that had 20 points or 15 points or 18 points. Even these guys that are, you know, their dads, uh, think of this. How about these kids? Like, so I've been applying for, my boys have as much in Wyoming as I do. Yep, right. Okay. And so now you got a guy that's got done, done it twice or three times as long as me. You have an 18-year-old kid that literally would have had a chance at yep. 30 or 35 years old. He, he, did, he did all of his due diligence to make this work for his child that became a hunter yep. instead of him. And they just came out and literally flushed all that down the toilet. I, I was going through Brian Johnson. The ramifications Johnson, yep. are they're, I, they're I was going through Brian Johnson's dashboard today. I just called him. I said, Brian, I screwed up. I have you not getting sheep tags and sheep points in Wyoming, and I got Eli getting points. I said, did I? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I'll never draw. Yeah, well, I was I'm doing the same I'm thing. Too, I'm too old, but I'm going to buy all the points I can for my kid. Well, now he's not going yeah, to. Yeah, well, I'm not either. I, that was my exact strategy. Yeah. I didn't do the sheep thing. I was like, what the hell am I going to do that for? I'll never hit it. And, and, so, and maybe I was the wrong attitude, but my boys, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm in Someday, Someday, they'll outlast the curve. Exactly. Yep. So, because they got, you know, what if they were 40 and I'm in my 80s yep. and I can get a phone call and say, Dad, I just lived out your dream. I'm going to send you some pictures. I killed a Wyoming big Chase, one. Chase. That have been cool shit. Jackson, Mason, and Bailey. They all have non-resident preference points. Yeah, and, they, they, and they're all useless. All useless. They they're, all are flushed down the drain. They're all as bad as boobs on a bull. Huh. Done. That's a bad visual. <laughs> That's Ooh. right. A little Brian Martin-esque thing there. So, yeah. I mean, how many how many dads are putting in for their kids? How many I Chase Shay's still putting in for his kids and they're in their 30s. He's he he's willing to buy them points. Those are worthless. So, do you think that they'll open themselves up to lawsuits on this or well, that's is that what, even that, possible? That's what that article just said. I'm sure they're getting some great defense attorneys. Didn't I read that earlier? I read yeah, that yeah. earlier. I thought you yeah, did. Yeah, because they're going to I mean, this is there's going to be class action lawsuits uh, flying like crazy. They uh, say you can sue a ham sandwich. This might Well, you can indict a ham sandwich. <laughs> But but you, I would suspect, man, there's going to be. I mean, how many people from Pennsylvania? These, you know, I mean, how yeah. many people? It's one phone call to one of our, you know, one of these companies that do what we do that has allegedly ten thousand members. Yeah, how about yeah? How um, about Sokolov? He sues everybody for everything. <laughs> so <laughs> James Sokolov. If Jay, you, you talk about Jay. If you've been injured, whatever yeah. his name oh, is, yeah. by Wyoming oh, yeah. Game and Fish, <laughs> call one eight hundred. Sue their pants off. For, yeah. <laughs> I'm missing something that we're here. promoting I missed, anything I'm, here. I oh. miss the uh, no. You know what? Yeah. And, and I don't get it. I'm, I'm we're not that suing type, and but I, I feel terrible right now for all those guys. Um, and I'm frustrated. I'm not I? one of them. Yeah, you're I frustrated. Should, I should, you should have be. tuned out today. Yeah, well. No, you called me this morning, so we're doing a ninety ten podcast right away. <laughs> that was Brad. So anyway, well, listen, I think uh, um, before we go, I just want to take a chance to thank everybody for listening. As always, we appreciate your time. Every week, we welcome new listeners, and without you, we really don't uh, – we're not just not able to do what we do, and you guys keep us alive, and, and uh, we, we love the feedback. i got to tell you, um, I want to thank you also – 
for all the support at the Sheep Show, the Expo, uh, the Whitetail Classic in Iowa. We've just had an outpouring of people stopping in and saying, hey, um, listen to the podcast, love the podcast, and we greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you're new to Rolling Bones, I'd like to invite you to check out our membership. We have a $50 membership annual. It's a $50 annual membership, and uh, it includes one state, uh, um, uh, unlimited species in that state for applications. And then uh, you get your dashboard member services, adventure services, and uh, product services. So we're here, 150 unlimited states, all 50 states, all species. We will apply for you, um, and uh, we have a dashboard again to manage all that. We've built the technology, the software, and the system to bring you along and help you build a better adventure billboard, if you will. And uh, that's what we want to do. Um, as a Rolling Moons member, you'll be actually able to talk to our staff. We like picking up the phone. Novel thought. Um, and it's not just to tell you at the end of the year that your membership has lapsed. Um, we'd like to talk to you. Um, so give us a shout. We can answer your questions about tags, strategies, field reports, and much more. Uh, we stay in tune with this. Obviously, based on what we told you today, we've been reading a lot the last few days. This is all news to us, just like it is to you. And it's all new to us, just like it is to bad you. Bad news to um, us. <laughs> it's bad news. And, and think of it from our perspective. We don't like this. We make a living helping people apply for tags, have a, a strategy for success. And when you limit that success, it only hurts us. And, uh, and then also we like to place you in quality camps and uh, provide you an unbelievable experience. We are committed to delivering you service access, value, and education, and uh, we're here for you. So go to rollingbones.com, check us out. We would love uh, to see you as a member and get you into our family and provide great value and service to you. Until next time, until next week, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.